Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Welcome to this month's Sunlight Spotlight. Sunlight Spotlight is an opportunity to hear from our Sunlight families. Why did they decide to homeschool with Sunlight? What do they love about it? And what advice would they give to other Sunlighters? Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am being joined today by the Birches. Would you two like to introduce yourselves and then tell me a little bit more about your family? Sure. My name is Megan. This is my husband, Marcus, with me. We have five kids, nine, seven, five, three, and 18 months, and we've been homeschooling now for five years. And we have a dog and a cat. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a very busy household then, five yeah. children, two animals, and, and you've got a big age span there as well. So we'll talk a little bit about how you teach different age groups in a moment. Um, but what was it that ultimately um, inspired the decision to choose homeschooling or when or why did you decide that you were going to homeschool your kids? When I was a young 20 something, I was a nanny for a family that wanted to homeschool. Their kids were all preschool age, but I'd never heard about anybody really homeschooling before. I didn't grow up in that environment and it really intrigued me. And I thought, this is really cool. And how amazing to be able to stay home with your children and teach them. And then I think when we got married, we just thought, let's do this. I mean, I don't think it was ever much of a question, right? No, yeah, we were always on the same page about homeschooling. It's just something that we've always wanted to do. And it was a, we really made it a priority for us because we understood, you know, that it may not be, homeschooling may not be for everybody, but it's just something that we really placed a high value on because we wanted to give our kids, um, that kind of special one-on-one -on -one attention when educating them. And um, that's just really, uh, it's always been important. And we've kind of, you know, navigated our life and arranged our life in a way that Megan could do that, where she could stay home and, um, you know, educate her kids while I'm at work. And, um, you know, so far it's it's worked out um it's been there's been some crazy times oh. um, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's been a few <laughs> definitely but i think even with the crazy times and i'm sure he's kind of been the rock like no come on we can keep doing this because you have those moments where you think what have i done like i can't keep doing this and then you know you get through that little rough season and it comes back around and you're like okay this is the best thing ever <laughs> yeah and we've, and we've asked our kids like would you ever want to go to school, like an actual, you know, public school or private school. And they've always said, no, they, they actually like homeschooling. They like using sunlight. And, um, and that's, that's really important for us. We want them to enjoy it. And it's not like something we've, we're kind of forcing on them, yeah. but I think once they get to an age, like we've asked Israel, our oldest, do you want to, if you want, we could look into actually you know, taking you to an actual uh, a school, but he prefers this method. He prefers doing it at home. He, prefer, he prefers Megan being his teacher. Oh, and, shucks. Um, 
he loves he loves reading the books. I mean, those oh, are, he loves it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was it that ultimately led you to Sunlight? Once you decided, you know, that you were going to homeschool, what was it about Sunlight that made you want to, you know, start there and then continue using it? You know, you mentioned your son loves to read now, but I'm assuming early on that wasn't always the case. So, so what was it about Sunlight that stuck out? I loved the books. That really was the thing. When I grew up, I enjoyed history, but I don't know that I gleaned as much from the textbooks. I had a teacher in high school who had been everywhere that she talked about. When we did American history, even um, when we did other world history type things, she'd been everywhere. And she would grab all the pamphlets from like Gettysburg and she would grab stuff from Israel, from the Red Sea, all these things. And she would show it to us and it became alive. And I love that sunlight, I felt like made history come alive. And it seemed like things were put in order. So I didn't have to go, what am I doing? There's so many aspects to it. That's really easy to get overwhelmed. And when I saw the layout and everything, I'm like, this is, it just felt like, okay, this is me. I can do this. This is kind of what I want to see my kids learning and how I want to see them learning. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I love the, the history aspect. That was always my favorite subject in school. But like you said, I feel like now that I'm sunlighting, I didn't learn hardly anything. When I was <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Or yeah, it makes it so much more fun. And let's talk about scheduling um, with five children. Megan, you also work from home and run your own YouTube channel, Planting Birches, yeah. where you talk about all different mom things, homeschooling, grocery shopping, meal prepping routines, and more. So tell us what your average day looks like and how you're able to manage your time successfully and still homeschool these kids while you have so many things going on. Okay, every day, you know, can be a little bit different. So the first several years, we always did school in the morning. It was like the first thing we'd get done. And I felt like the more kids that I had, you know, you've got the older ones, you've got the younger ones, and it tended to have a lot of interruptions. So we made the decision to start doing it in the afternoon. I put the baby down for a nap. And then uh, the other, uh, well, maybe the three-year-old gets a nap too. So then I can give better attention to the other ones. And then I start with kind of the hardest stuff first and try to give everybody else something to do while I'm working with him, maybe on spelling, things that he needs me for. And then I let him do his independent work. Then I pop over to the next youngest one and I do anything that he needs me to do with him, which is pretty much everything. <laughs> and then we might have a snack and then I'll do the last one. We also have split it up recently and I really like this routine doing, we call it table school. It's, you know, math and language arts and um, not so much science, but anything that we have to do, handwriting and spelling, table stuff, we do that on Monday, let me get it right, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays, and then we do all of our reading on Wednesdays and Fridays. Since we school year round, that works really well for us. If you're more on a schedule, you know, where you're doing it as a school year, that might be a little tricky, and you might have to put more time into each day, but because of our schooling year round, I'm able to split it up a little bit like that. So we really like, I just checked with the kids the other day. I said, how do you like afternoon school? And they're like, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important being flexible. Like you said, you started with the morning and then moved to afternoon. What um, was it that made you decide to school year round? That's kind of an unusual option relative to, you know, having a big summer break and those types of things. So how did you decide that and this kind of blocked schedule that you're doing now? A couple things that helped with that is one, we only have one vehicle. So it's not like we're going lots of places. So then we're just at home 
And so it's like, well, what else are we going to do? I mean, you can only play so much. There's so much playing going on. So for a little bit of time, we keep up the routine of school, which keeping in that routine for us is like mentally very good for us. And we just know, okay, we just give a little bit of time to this and then we can go on to something else. And then we're also able to take off whenever it kind of seems fit. You know, if we're going to go on vacation in April or something, we don't have to worry about catching up. There's no catching up or at Christmas time, you know, we can take time to do Christmas school and then there's no catching up. So I think that's what probably did it is not having access to just go everywhere all the time. And then sometimes it just gets a little boring. And so it's kind of nice to keep that routine. Yeah. But, and it was actually harder um, taking a huge, like a long break and then trying to start again. We found it was actually easier just to kind of keep going. Yeah. Uh, the kids found that easier, that kind of, you know, predictable routine. So that probably had. I agree. Um, yeah. Something yeah. else. Well, and I guess too, with sunlight, you've got the literature, which oftentimes doesn't feel like school. So yeah, cuddling up to read a book, you're teaching the kids without them. It's kind of that passive learning, I guess, where they don't realize that they're absorbing so much information. Um, do you have the kids? I mean, you said your oldest is nine and then your youngest is 18 months. Do you have them in separate like HBL programs and all of that? Or do you just have them all in one HBL and separate like math and language arts levels? Or how do you determine where to place everybody <laughs> all separate um wow. I, I so my five-year-old has recently got into it like full-time doing school i always start them kind of when they start asking and they seem interested and that could be like at three and a half and it's we sit down and we're just talking about letters and we're doing numbers that kind of thing so very little and then they get to a point where they just want more. So she is at the point where she wants more. She wants to do the handwriting. She wants to do all the things, all the reading. And I have just found that for us, everybody in their separate things seems to work the best. Does it take more time? Oh yeah, it sure does. But for them, I, I just think it's well, it works well, but they like to listen in on each other's things. So they get little glimpses of each other's history and Bible and all of that, which um, sometimes we might mix them in with Bible time, because I think that's nice to discuss with everybody. But for the most part, we keep them all separate. Yeah, that's great. And have you ever doubted the decision to homeschool or experience major challenges? I know you said you kind of check in with your kids and kind of on a year to year, it sounds like, do you want to go to school or all of that? But has there ever been a time where you really thought like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And then how did you overcome that? Because you're clearly still homeschooling. Yes. Uh, I had struggled with postpartum anxiety after two, the last two, like pretty strongly. And it was really, really hard to keep going. And I just thought, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my children because I'm, you know, working through all my whatevers, but, you know, having the stability of that thing of doing school kind of keeps you going. And I got this guy, Marcus over here that always encourages me and, you know, says it's going to be okay. We're going to keep on keeping on. So having somebody there to kind of like steady you when you want to give up, because I think most likely everybody at some point is going to go, I'm losing my mind and I want to give up and I want this to be over. But the long term is what keeps you going to you think, OK, 10 years from now, I want to look back and see the progress in my children and see them growing and see them doing all these things. So, yeah, I want to quit right now. But I'm going to keep on keeping on. 
<laughs> and like from from my perspective, like I so I come home, and like every day, Izzy and Ezra they they tell me what they learn, and kind of what they've done that day. So I I find it really cool because it's like sunlight. It kind of teaches them to be a teacher, and one way you know they're learning is they're kind of they're teaching me and and then they're kind of reviewing with me what they've done that day or what Izzy's read in a book because he's he's been reading this one about was it the colonial times oh yeah um so if I lived in colonial days you know that one I if do I, yes <laughs> we love that book that's the one he read to me yesterday so it's that's really cool um because it's because your homeschooling, it's almost like your child's more focused on the material and not with kind of the distractions of a, of a class because our, our, our second oldest, Ezra, he is the class clown. If there was one, <laughs> he just loves to make people laugh and um, at the dinner table, that's what, Oh yeah, he'll do anything to make you laugh. So, you know, like if, in that school environment, there's going to be those distractions, but at home with Megan, they can really sit down and find a quiet time and just really focus on, on the books and the material. And because of that, Izzy, Izzy really retains a lot and he, yeah. and he gets to, to tell me all about it and, and teach me and teach all the other kids. Which is shocking. I'm sure you've had that with your children. It's like, I don't feel like I remember things like this. It's amazing what you guys remember. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I love how you talk about the different personalities and how homeschooling really allows them to thrive um, because they don't have the distractions of a classroom or, you know, I had a, my oldest is very talkative and I was concerned that if I put her in school that she would be in trouble all the time and in the early grades just from talking all the time. And then yeah. she would not like school. So how have you seen that homeschool has really allowed your children to become who they are and still be themselves, but also enjoy learning in the process? Oh, that's a good one. So our oldest, you know, I don't know if this is for how a lot of people's homes are, but the oldest man, it was just like easy peasy. I thought I could homeschool anybody. This is awesome. <laughs> and then you get the second one. You think I know nothing. I know nothing. I'm so humbled. Um, so our second oldest, he really has struggled in the reading area, but man, being able to sit with him and like push through for really, it's been like three years of slowly trying to get him to, you know, get the letters the right way or say the right sounds. So being able to um, be there with him and see him push through that is like, oh man, this is amazing. And then um, what was the other part of that question? Just how homeschooling has allowed them to thrive and be who they are, but still fall in love with learning that whole process and learn in the way that's best suited to them. Because like you said, your, your first and second are very different kids. So yes. how has homeschooling allowed them, you know, to still learn and fall in love with learning and not, you know, be labeled, I guess, in a way that they might've been had they been in school. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So another thing, um, is we've been able to slow down and speed up in areas. Like our second oldest, maybe his struggles with reading, but his math is like out of this world. It blows my mind. He just looks at the numbers and he just knows the answer. And he'll go like, what is? And he'll try to test me on math and he knows it. 
<laughs> so see that strength. And then we just push ahead with math because he's so fast in it. And I'm sure one day, maybe, or maybe not, he'll kind of hit a point where he goes, okay, now I got to take a little more time to do this whole math thing. But um, I think that's probably the most amazing thing to be able to go at their pace and to not push because I could see with his personality, it's very easy for him to get incredibly overwhelmed and to shut down and say, I'm done. If he had been in a classroom of kids, I think he would have really, really floundered and it would have been so difficult for him. So we've had to switch our techniques and switch where we do school. And sometimes we're on my bed and sometimes we're on the table or at, not on the table, but we could sometimes we're at the table and, uh, just trying to find what works well for him. And then the oldest, you know, there was a little time there where writing was kind of hard and we just figured out, okay, we can switch the story that we're writing about, or we can switch how he's writing it so that it's enjoyable again. And then we get to see him shine because he's an amazing writer, but sometimes, you know, what's in the brain and to get it to your hand is kind of tricky. So those things, those are amazing that they're priceless to be able to, to just go at their pace. Yeah, I love that. That flexibility is one of my favorite things about homeschooling. Uh, and what advice would you share either with current homeschool families or those who are considering it? What would be kind of your top tip or advice for them? Top tip, I would say uh, to go into it with the right expectation, which is a little bit difficult because if you've never done it before, you know, what is your expectation? But to know that you can start where they're at and say, of course, yes, do I want you to be this amazing mathematician, scientist, sure, I'd want you to be that, but just go where they're at because you might find that if you start where they're at, they'll quickly progress to a point where they're maybe gonna be that whatever. And uh, to go into knowing that it's going to be hard sometimes and you're gonna wanna give up. So if you go nice and slow, ease into it, don't think that you're gonna be able to do five hours of school in one day and not lose your mind, because wow, you might. <laughs> so a little bit at a time, build it up. And that way, um, you know, it's those little bites where they say, how do you eat an elephant a little at a time? So if you'll go into it with that thinking, then you find your groove. And then all of a sudden you go like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. It's like riding a bike. Okay. I see the bike and I see how the pedals work and I kind of understand it and I might fall off a bunch, but then one day our kids learned how to ride their bike, you know, a few years ago. Oh man, they take off now, you know, and it's easy. And some days they fall. We've had a few of those, and that's the same with homeschooling. You're gonna fall, and thankfully you've got the helmet, and you're gonna get back on and keep going. Yeah, and the like the most like the biggest fear I've ever heard about homeschooling is just that, you know, my kid isn't gonna have the right social skills if they're not around all these other kids, all these other students. But we found it to be just the opposite. We we found our kids to actually have probably a better developed sense of emotional intelligence because they homeschool um, and we just get compliments all the time you know your, your kids are so well behaved and you know part of that's just because they're learning behavior from us from adults not other kids so but they do have siblings and you know they do have times where they're arguing arguing about things and um but, you know, they get a chance, they get this environment at home where they can learn how to be merciful and forgive and share and, and work through those things, uh, as opposed to learning in a school environment. And I went to I went to a traditional school and I just think 
I probably would have been a lot better at school if I had done homeschooling because it was just too distracting. I mean, there's too many kids around and I wanted to goof off. I didn't want to sit there and listen to a teacher. But so, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's probably what I would, I would say, you know, it's just our kids are probably more, uh, would you say them more and more emotionally intelligent maybe? Yes, but don't I mean, think they're, they're, they're still yeah. children. <laughs> they're still children. <laughs> They still are, they are not perfect, let me tell you. But right, yeah. I think we get to really, when they're having these arguments or they're not getting along or they don't want to yeah. do something, we get to train them. And how do we respond to those things? Yeah, rather than them being trained by other kids. Yeah. Or people that don't have the same value, you know? Right. You never know, you never know. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Being the primary influence as the parent, yeah, homeschooling, you get to weave those yeah, hmm. emotional intelligence and behavioral type lessons in with the normal school day. So that is something, yeah, that I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about or realize that ends up being one of the big advantages to homeschooling. What would you say has been the best part of homeschooling for your family? And was there anything that you didn't expect that has become, you know, a great joy because you homeschool with your kids? Oh, oh, I do have a good answer for that. Okay, the best thing about homeschooling is um, we, we just get to be there for all of it. And I, I always wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. And then, um, you know, you get older and maybe your ideas change or whatever, but being able to teach my children is just like the coolest thing. And I am shocked at how much our kids love to listen to books and love to learn about things and how well they connect things together. Our oldest, I mean, he wants to read everybody's books to them. I have to like fight it off. Them. Okay, they want me to read to them this time. I want to read. <laughs> um, and he will sit there and just read. That was probably the biggest shock of how much they want to like go back to the books. They've become this really special thing to them. When I was a kid, I didn't have school books necessarily that I went back to, but I had when I was really young, you know, like uh, Dr. Seuss books, I still have those books and I read them all the time. If little kids came over, I was like, let's read this book. I have to read this to you. <laughs> and I see that in Israel um, that he's wanting to do that. And now Ezra, as he's getting more comfortable with reading and sitting for reading, I caught him a few times now, just looking at books and finding books that he's like excited to read. And that that's a huge shock because I thought, I don't know if he's ever going to love reading. This has been so hard. And now he's like, I can't wait to read. Uh, if you lived in colonial days, it's like his all-time favorite. Although he said it's changed recently, but we'll see what he tells you later. <laughs> yeah, seeing those milestones, seeing them reach those milestones and then, um, you know, just seeing them grow and learn. That's, I would agree that, I mean, that's just priceless, you know. And then, um, you know, seeing, um, seeing them become more independent is also um, really incredible because I think that's something that homeschooling actually teaches your kids. It's, it teaches them, it doesn't just teach them like what to learn, it teaches them how to learn. It teaches them, uh, you know, critical thinking skills and, and stuff like that that you really don't think about sometimes with elementary kids. But kind of those intangible things, just to see them experience that and learn that. I mean, they'll, they'll have that the rest of their lives. Yeah. And that's just, that's really important. I, and I was, that's probably something that probably surprised me. I didn't probably expect to, to see that, but just to see how much they, they love learning 
I don't know if they, I, I definitely didn't love learning in a traditional school format, but at least in this, if with homeschooling, they can have that opportunity to experience, look, learning doesn't have to be a drag. It can be something enjoyable. And um, that's, that's for us, that's enjoyable to see. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, thank you both for being here and kind of telling us about your homeschool story and how you homeschool with sunlight. It's been great speaking to you both. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sunlight Spotlight. Would you like to see your family featured next month? If so, please make sure to apply at sunlight.com. You can also nominate another Sunlight family if you'd like. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.